Welcome to Catholic Radio for Katie Anna's presentation of Cajun Catholics. Here's your host, Todd Citron. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Father, all-powerful, all almighty, we come to you this morning being so thankful, and we thank you for all your love, all your patience, all your guidance. Lord, we ask that you keep your hands upon us this morning and um, bless us with our continued health. Um, bless our minds, our hearts, our souls. Peace and love for all. In your name we pray. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. You're listening to Cajun Catholics. I'm your host, Todd Citron. A long time coming this, this uh, show with Mr. Cliff Roberts. He is the guest today. He is a lifelong parishioner of St. Joseph Catholic Church in Cecilia and a safety manager at uh, one of the oil companies here in Lafayette or in Acadiana. Cliff, welcome to the show. Good to be here, Todd. Thank you. So the show's been on about three years, and um, this is, I believe, episode number 140, which is quite a milestone. But I will tell you that um, in 140 episodes, Cliff being here today, uh, this has been, we've been talking about it for at least 140 weeks and since the beginning. And uh, in, in my inner circle, this guy is my spiritual brother and um, a guy that, that we share a lot with. And uh, I love him, and, and it's an honor for me to be here and interview him him today. And so Cliff, with all that being said, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Good, Todd. Um, uh, thank you for that intro. Um, you know, um, I'm going to take you through five decades in 28 minutes. So so bear with me. But um, um, I'll kind of cut right to the chase. And with the end in mind, Todd, I'd like to just kind of uh, you and I, at least, and, and the listeners walk away with uh, knowing that God, God is real, God is good all the time. I know we say those things, but but it's real, and and, and my story's real, and and you know a lot of it. Um, but but I definitely want to share it. So keeping the end in mind that God is good all the time, even in the bad times. So um, you know, I'll take you through since I'm like seven years old, going through my first. Um, I'll take take you through my, my Catholic journey really quick. Going through um, my first communion, my mother was not Catholic, um, and we weren't big church goers when growing up. And uh, but my father was lifelong Catholic, and um, but my mother was like Methodist and non-practicing. But she spoke Jesus. She loved Jesus. Spoke about the Bible and Scripture all the time when we were young. So I'm going through um, First Communion, and right before, the weekend before, um, she says, uh, Cliff, I want to, well, she actually called me Clifford, so she goes, Clifford, um, I want to know why are you going to church? And I remember it like it was yesterday, and I was only seven years old, she, and, I, and I said, well, uh, I, I want to be with my friends. And so she says, you're out, like, <laughs> you're, you're out. So I'm the third of... Uh, five kids and at the time you know i had two older sisters and and they were they went through the whole deal right religion first communion the whole deal but they stopped short with me and said well you're out and when you're old enough to make your own decision then you can decide what religion you're going to be so um you know i'm seven years old so i'm like okay whatever that's cool so um but i knew you know the holy spirit was talking to me at a very young age and i didn't even know it you know 
So I'll give you an example. So when I became, and, and I grew up around Catholics my whole life. So I went to church. I received communion. I wasn't even, I didn't even go through uh, uh, my my Catholic, uh, my first communion and, and none of that, you know. But I was receiving communion. I was going to church. I was praying uh, every chance I got with my friends. And then um, I knew at, at about the age of 16 that. 16. I, that's right. That's our favorite number. But, and. And I knew two things. One, I was going to be um, a Catholic my entire life, and I was going to finish uh, as an adult. And two, I knew for whatever reason I was going to be married at 28 years old. Now, I knew this at 16 years old. Cool. And, um, and, and by default, that, that's, that, that happened. So I met, met my, my wife, and um, we actually, she didn't finish either. So we went through the whole deal as adults. Catholics, um, you know, um, religion. We, we made our um, first communion. We, we, we did the whole deal together as adults. And then we got married at 28. So um, tell us and, how y'all met. Uh, we met, you know, it was a little party scene in, in Brobridge. And um, when I met her, um, she told me she lived in Cecilia. And, and I'm like this big macho dude, right, in Cecilia, um, athlete and blah, blah, blah. And, and, and I said, well, if you were, and she was gorgeous, right? And I said, if you were from Cecilia, I would know. <laughs> so you're lying. One, you're lying. And so she gave me her phone number, and it was a Cecilia number. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to call the number because she's not from Cecilia. I would know if this girl was from Cecilia. Sure enough, she was living with her aunt in Cecilia, and I didn't know it. And she actually told me she lived down Roberts Lane. And I'm thinking, one, there's no Roberts Lane. Two, <laughs> I wouldn't know if you lived in Cecilia. And sure enough, there's a Roberts Lane that I was unaware of, and um, and she lived in Cecilia. Oh but she graduated from Brobridge. So that's how we met. I'll continue, continue on. The most powerful part of the story is most of you guys that know me uh, know that my, my wife died at a young age of cancer at the age of 44. When we're going through the whole ordeal, it, it was, it was to me, it was just a whirlwind, right? So we walk in the hospital, and, and she goes, and she's going to have a minor surgery uh, in, in, her, in her abdomen area. And Doc walks out and says, um, you know, we walked in the hospital, and I kissed her goodbye and said, I'll see you after surgery. And like, like no big deal, just like you and I, Todd, are talking right now. And um, the doc comes out and says, um, I'm sorry to tell you, but um, you, you may never talk to her again. And, and um, I'm going to get a little emotional, but, but uh, bear with me. So, so and, and that's about all I heard. So he was describing all what happened in surgery, but it, but it was a blur to me. And, and I'm thinking, did he just tell me I'm, I'm never going to speak to my wife again? So I sat on that a little while, prayed about it, and said, God, tell me, tell me this is just a bad dream. And then, um, sure, lo and behold, it's, it's the real deal, you know. So um, we're, we're going through, you know, she, she stayed in an in induced coma for 28 days. And um, so at about day 10, I took a notes and diary, the whole nine yards. At about day 10, doctors start telling me that I need to prepare. So I just blew it off because I didn't want to know what prepare means. So at a day, day about 14, uh, 15, um, uh, another doctor comes to me and says, Mr. Roberts, I just need to have a serious conversation about you preparing. And I say, well, I don't know what that means, prepare. Prepare for what? And with the day she's going to walk out of here? And, and Doc says, no, you, you need to prepare for 
the, the end the ends in mind for her and and i said hmm, no that that's not happening here so i went into deep deep prayer i mean i mean things are falling apart all around me and when i say god is good all the time even in bad times that's what i mean so god spoke to me and it was as clear as 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 you and i are sitting here right now god says she's going to be okay and and she's going to she's going to come out of this i was so confident that she was coming out never ever thought about end in mind for her so doc says um it's it's that time i said no well i said we're going to change hospitals and i'm not going to drop names in which hospitals but we were in the baton rouge area and doc says um i said well we're, we're going to change hospitals i said y'all are preparing for her to die i'm preparing for her to live and um they said well she she's not going to make the ambulance ride no no more than three to five miles and uh, she's just not going to survive it I said, well, y'all just don't know. The good Lord's already told me she's going to be okay, and I, and, I, and I trust that. So I signed all the paperwork to, to have her moved. They moved her. Um, you were with me. And uh, when, they, when they moved her, uh, we go to this other hospital, and uh, another 14 days, we both walk out of the hospital. I just knew God was good all the time. And I can tell you, in my prayer life during that time, God was speaking to me in, in many, many different ways. He was, he was actually speaking through me, too. I was saying things that I, I never thought I would even come out of my mouth, so I knew it was the Holy Spirit. So, in other words, God says, um, I said, you know, I'm in deep prayer. I'm praying for her to come out of this thing and, um, and walk out of this hospital. And God says, I gave you 10 years. And and I'm and I'm confused, you know. I'm I'm hearing him. I'm I'm saying you gave me ten years. Well, what do you mean? I'm I'm asking you to save her life. Let her walk out of here. He says I gave you ten years. So then I start thinking back, and God showed. He brought me all the way back to the birth of my son on that particular day. My we I'll, I'll back up a decade because he says I gave you ten years. So I'll back up ten years, and he showed me. He brought me back to the spot of where I almost lost my wife and my child because she had uh, placenta previa and she hemorrhaged. And and thank God she was um, in the hospital when it happened. Or if we were home in the Cecilia area, we wouldn't have made it. They both would have would have not made it. So we just so happened to be in the hospital for observation, and she hemorrhaged, and they had to go into emergency surgery, and. Um, and saved her life. And I remember praying, save her life and my son's life. Please don't take him from me. So he answered that prayer 10 years. He says, so when he says, I gave you 10 years, that's what he meant. And when I think about that blessing, I didn't take, I got to admit, I didn't take full advantage of that prayer answered. So in other words, I'm praying for her to come out of the hospital with my son alive, and they did. So that kind of goes by the wayside, right? Like, thank God. Thank you, God. And then you forget, you know, then you go on with life. But when he brought me back 10 years, Todd, it, it was it was like um, a born-again Christian. I mean, it was like I was born again, like recharged my batteries. I was like, wow, you gave me 10 years. And then for whatever reason, I heard, I'll give you 10 more. And, and I'm thinking, wow, 10 more years? You know, then you're thinking, just 10? You know, I want, I want 40, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I want to go before her. And then, um, but, but it, was, it was like 10 months. So we walked out of the hospital. She had 10 more great months with us. And, um, 
and and then and then and then she she went to heaven. So, um, and then I'm praying after uh, the funeral. You know, I'm praying for many months because because now I'm really stressed, and and my stress turned to distress, uh, and wasn't sleeping, wasn't eating, because I wanted to know is she in heaven? You know, because we all wonder, right? We all say there's those cool look those cool things about. Um, well, they're in heaven, you know. Oh, she was an angel. She she went straight to heaven. But but we really don't know, right? That's nice to say. It's nice to hear. But we really don't know. So I'm praying, and I'm, months go by, and I'm like, God, I just want her to be in heaven. You know, if she's in purgatory, go to heaven. Because my prayer, even to this day, is that uh, my wife from heaven is the best mother she can be from heaven. So... Uh, so even today, that's my prayer. But so, in a in a dream, which is a different type of dream, it's a it's a it's faith filled dream. Uh, my wife comes to me in a dream, and in most most of my dreams, for sure, there there you don't really hear people talking. You kind of know what they're saying or what they should be saying, and but there's really no words, mm-hmm. right? But there was words, just like she was in 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 the bed with me. And she came to me, beautiful as she is, with a smile, and said, I'm okay. I'm good. I'm okay. I'm in a good place. And that was like, wow, she's okay. She's really okay. Like, I can move on. Not, not, I can move on spiritually, meaning, you know, don't doubt anymore, you know. So, in that whole process, what I've learned was, um, one, God is good all the time, even in the bad times. And if you can see God even in the bad times, you you you're you're in touch nice. you're you're in touch and, and and you really have to listen I want to remind our listeners you're listening to Cajun Catholics today's guest is Cliff Roberts and um just telling us a beautiful story we Cliff and I are kindred spirits and, and go way back and um just um I got to live I had the privilege to to live through this experience with him and I will say that you know when we, I was in the hospital and the intensive care unit in Baton Rouge when a lot of this happened, and and it was on one particular day that um, Cliff and I were there, and and all the nurses in the nursing station were, were were weeping, and Cliff was in the hospital room with Debbie, praying over her bed, and 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 they all knew that she would never walk out of that hospital. They all came to me one by one and said, "It's just so sad. He loves her so much, and she'll never." walk out of that 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 hospital bedroom and so you know when she did let me tell you uh you you talk about a miracle um and and i have a deep faith and you know we lived through a lot of this together but there wasn't a person other than cliff that really truly believed that was going to happen and i want to go back cliff to your your how curcio had a had a role in into this because you made Garcia, I guess maybe a couple of years before all this happened. So that's right. Yeah, and I know that's a big part of you and I's life all the way around. But 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 how did that help you get through? Oh, that Curcio experience was 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 amazing. Um, I, I remember it. I went a year after you, and when you got back, um, you know, we we the next day we were we were talking, of course, and. Uh, and you were so wide-eyed and and like you were levitating and and, <sighs> and 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 I'm thinking, man, I want some of that, you know. So you went on the Pentecost and and um, uh, weekend, and I ended up going to Pentecost the, the weekend, the year after. And you know, as I'm at 
while I'm in Curcio, you know, my wife's not even sick at that time, right? So and she's not even pregnant yet for my son. And so I'm thinking all this time is, you know, why am I even here? You know, like God's asked me to be here, but why am I even here? Am I here for me? Am I, am I, hearing for, am I here for others? Um, or both? So during, during that um, experience, um, it, it, was, it was so powerful. It, it, it catapulted me you know, years in advance of my spiritual life, which two years later, she's diagnosed with cancer. And just having that, of course, you know, we're spiritual brothers. We've been spiritual brothers for a long time, even before Curcio. You know, that faith base was was, was set a long time ago, but Curcio just really kind of solidified um, that God is is with us uh, all the time. So, so not only in light, most people say he's, he's with us just in light, but he's in light and darkness. Mm-hmm. And, um, and there was some dark days and he was with me. So, and, and, and of course he was my light during those dark days, but that Curcio experience just, um, got me through, um, that whole experience with my wife and my kids. Now, remember I got three young kids going through this at the same time. So I was more concerned about my kids than me. So when I say God spoke to me and through me, that's the real deal. That wasn't just yeah. me, Cliff, the human being. That was me, the spiritual being that took over, that got me through that. And Curcio was that, um, that, that validation that, that we needed, th- that I didn't even know what was coming. Right. Yeah, same for me. You know, it just was that foundation and rock that we didn't even know. Uh, we played a lot of ball, and uh, Cliff and I grew up together uh, since high school, college, and, and uh, neither one of us, I would say, were church-going people. I'll speak for myself. You know, I went to Catholic school, but, you know, to say a rosary or to go to adoration is something that was so foreign to me. And um, and then my mom used to always tell me there was a sign above the Curcia kitchen door. It's not there anymore. I wish it was, but it used to say that you you better dig your roots in deep when you leave because the storm's coming. And uh, and you know I always think about you when when I hear mom tell that story. One of the things that you and I share is a strong devotion to the Rosary and and adoration and. And I know that I tease you a lot. Cliff was opening up the Adoration Chapel in Cecilia, so he and G- he would wake Jesus up in the morning. So he was a little more intimate than I was uh, when it comes to adoration. But just tell us how that's a part of your daily life. Yeah, that um, that's definitely a part of my daily life. I, I got to tell you, it's 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 funny. It's coming up today because I was in. Um, uh, confession this morning and um, and father and I talked a little bit about that and and um, he's saying you know do you confess often as often as you should and I said well I confess all the time every day he goes well some people say that but you know if you're not really living with Jesus it, it, it almost don't count you know it's, it's not his words it's mine but and, and I said well that's the difference father I am living with Jesus <laughs> you know I said um, he goes, well, could you do a daily mass, you know, for penance? And I'm like, can you give me something a little more stringent? Because I already do that, you know, not every day, but at least try to do some some uh, one day a week. And uh, so, no, that's a that's a foundation, Todd. That's um, that that has gotten me through. And yes, I wasn't always that church goer either. And I used to say the rosary, and now I pray the rosary. So that's a big difference. And um, we can all say it, but when you really pray it, it to me, it, it's, it makes a whole, you, you're at another level. Yeah. Um, I, I want to say that, you know, um, 
on the air publicly, you know, we, we talk a lot, but you know, uh, this guy here is, has been my inspiration for many, many years. And, uh, I don't, all I can say is when you watch someone in church or in their truck or wherever in, in, in life and in, in their job, um, and, and he's a safety manager, which to me also is an extension of his faith life because he's protecting others. Right. Uh, but you know, to see the, the passion in his faith life has always inspired me. Uh, one of the things that Cliff does when he goes to mass is he, he clings to his rosary tightly. And, um, and then another thing that Cliff has done is he wears his, we hunt a lot together and fish and he always has his rosary around his neck. And my, my daughters say that's sacrilegious, you know, but I wear mine around my neck too. And I'm like, Hey, back, back off, buddy. This is, this is my faith life. You know, you do you. And so I don't know. I don't think there's anything uh, sacrilegious about that at all. But 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 I know that you have a, a, a big devotion, and um, and I appreciate that, and I, and I love you for it, and and I know all the guys in our spiritual group look up to you. So um, what's the future lie, lie for Cliff Roberts? Oh wow, uh, <laughs> more more uh, more more Jesus, more more uh, a deeper devotion than. And and you know we it's it's a mystery right that's why they call it the mystery of faith and 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 I, I always want to try to walk away with something a little different about Jesus than than I knew the day before right like today I want it to be a little more powerful read scripture all the time since Garcia I read scripture probably every day three to four times a day um, uh, that's so, intense so, so that's um, that that's pretty good and you know I always tell people that look I'm not that guy that's gonna recite scripture to you. Um, that Jer- guy's Calvin Calvin James. You know, uh, John three sixteen, of course, and, and Jeremiah twenty nine eleven is my two favorite verses. But they they, it's it's I'm not the guy to recite it, but I kind of want to lead by example. I'm I'm one of those hopefully called disciples that would lead by example. I'm not going to be the deacon or a priest or somebody up front leading the charge, but but I will. I will try to lead by example more than more than words itself. Yeah, and I know, I know I know we laugh about that too. I think you know the deacon. We've both considered that. I, I know I have. I don't know if I've shared that with you, but that's definitely something that was on my mind, and I know that's something that was on your mind as well. But you know, one of the things you mentioned to me was that um, we, we see a lot of suicide, and you, you're touching a lot of people through your job and, and 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 associates of ours you know and that's something that's been on your heart so i'll ask this question you know what is your greatest accomplishment you feel like in life so far and maybe what's something that you hope to accomplish as you move forward spiritually you know it's it's bringing my kids to christ that's something that's you know i've taken from other um men in in the community of cecilia that when they bring their families, even when I was dating a girl in high school, um, they they were knee deep in in the faith, and and I said, man, that's the man I want to be, like her father. That's the man I want to be. So I think I've I've I've, I've managed to do that well. Um, what my kids take from it is is now they're adults, and it's up to them. But I think I've I've done that well. So I'm very proud of that, regardless of how that shakes out. Um, and then uh, for the future, I just, I'm just, my prayer is that they, they continue that faith until, um, until, until my deathbed. And uh, the, the other thing is, you know, families get separated and, and they argue or they don't speak. And, and my greatest fear in life is that my kids one day uh, stop talking to each other and 
and I hope that never happens. But that's my greatest fear, and and, and if I can accomplish that before before I leave this earth, that that my kids love each other um, till till death do them part. Um, Man, that would that would be that like would be that. phenomenal. And 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 you're a grandpa now too, right? I am. I'm I'm G pop. I'm grandpa uh, three <laughs> times. Three boys, three times. Very proud of that. So for those of you who don't know, the I'm gonna give you some insight. I am T pop, and he is G pop. So <laughs> we're both uh, proud grandfathers. Uh, so just a few minutes left on the show, uh, Cliff. But um, you know. When you hear the term now, I'm gonna say when I think of the term Cajun Catholic, I do. You, you, you're you're the at the forefront, you know, because being from Sicilia, that's that's good Cajun country, that's God's country, and you said it. You grew around up with a lot of Catholics, but uh, what what do you think of when you hear the term Cajun Catholics? Cajun to me, you know, you put them both together, right? Cajuns, you know, it's wholesome. Um, when people, when I I used to travel the world, my my, my uh, previous job and people would say what's a cajun you know or what's a kunas and <laughs> and 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 i and i say well i don't like the word kunas quite frankly i think it's a derogatory term but i'll explain cajun to you or, or cajun versus country and when i think of cajun i think of wholesome people family oriented love each other love your neighbor go outside you can play with your neighbors you can everybody's family not you don't have to have the same last name or the same bloodline everybody in cajun countries uh family um when you see things like cajun navy or people coming together there's nobody will do it better than than cajuns um yeah we might have our little separation and disagreements but but when 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 things hit the fan you know what i'm talking about um we come together <laughs> the we, poop the poop hits the fan we, we come together and that's what i think of cajuns uh coming together and then you throw in the catholics right we 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 love church whether whether we show up every sunday or not we love jesus we we're uh, very family oriented and you put those two together and i think that's biblical that that's that's nothing greater than that yeah, I say it's a, a, a mixture of faith and culture for sure. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you epitomize that. And, uh, again, uh, just uh, so happy that you shared your testimony with us today. Um, you know, just a, a beautiful soldier for Christ. And, you know, I've you've been in my rosary every day. You'll continue to be. And um, you do have such a beautiful family. And I think about also your dad and, and, and when we had Mass out at your house uh, with Father Mike. And uh, and Father Mike Delcom, I think, helped you, walked you through some of this, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Father Mike um, showed up on the scene in Cecilia Um shortly after my wife passed away so uh that, that's how i met him of course through you yeah um knowing he was coming to cecilia and then once he came to cecilia it was it was just lights out we we just hit it off and um uh, you know we have a lot of a lot in common with hunting and fishing and just kind of a, a man's man kind of kind of thing and um one of the things that after my wife passed i kept hearing this this over and over and over you know um sell everything get rid of everything and follow me and and i'm thinking god what do you want me to you know i've got this beautiful home that we only built it because of my wife and and i've got these three kids and they're all in private school and you want me to just drop everything i got a great job great paying job love my job and just leave it all behind yeah he says yeah leave it all behind and follow me so i said well i need to talk to father mike so so we go to lunch and and i tell him that story and he goes well cliff this is what i got to tell you 
And uh, he goes, um, not everything you hear is from God. So, <laughs> so I was like, wow. And then he brought me, I mean, here's this young guy, right? And I'm thinking, what can Father Mike teach me? You know, he's young, just out of priesthood. He's got his first full-time gig in Cecilia. I can teach him something more than he can teach me. But uh, that was so far from the truth. And he says, well, what do you do for a living? So I said, look, I'm a safety guy. And he goes, well, how do you help people through your profession? And I said, oh, I help them all the time because you prevent injuries, uh, fatalities. People go home to their families. He goes, why don't you continue your, your ministry, what you're hearing, through your work life? And I was like, wow, of course. I said, perfect. And I did that. So um, that was I'm so grateful for Father Mike and love him so much. And, and I appreciate you bringing me on. I know I've been telling you no for three years, but <laughs> and, and I don't say it enough, but uh, I do love you. And and I uh, appreciate it. Love you too, Cliff. And uh, we'll hope you have have you back on the show real soon. So you've been listening to Cajun Catholics with Cliff Roberts. Uh, as always, we challenge you to engage the Cajun Catholic community. Till next time, God bless. <laughs>